0: by nobody other than your very own Mamta Krishnia. This is a series in which we talk all about diversity and how tech is disrupting the norms. But today, it's gonna to be all about diversity. And when I think of Ayamani Danbar, Ayamani Dunbar equals diversity to me. To truly know the brilliance that Ayamani is, one must simply meet her. And I'm not kidding, Ayamani don't laugh out there. I, I'm serious. There is so much I wanna learn from you. I wanna learn about your philosophy for life. Your career progression from being a professional MBA player to corporate life at PwC and now Facebook, two completely different animals in my mind. Your ethnic background is an African-American. Your choice of life partner uh, and a wonderful woman whom we have got to talk in the future. But for now, it's all about you. Uh, Your passion for mentorship, causes you believe in, like educating girls. And I think the list can go on. So I think I should stop talking and maybe have you talk and tell us your stories. Uh, but first, welcome to my podcast, Imani. Thank you. How's your uh, day this morning?
1: Well, given that it's starting with you, my morning's awesome. So thank you for taking the time to meet with me, Mamta. Um, and thank you for that very, very, like, out of this world introduction. I really, really appreciate your kind words. It's very humbling and completely over the top. So thank I, you for having
0: me. Um, so there are a lot of places I thought about we could start with, but you know what I really want to start with? Because um, the suspense is really killing me. Oh, dear. So there is a question from a loved one that I really <laughs> am curious to know what this is all about. So she says, ask her about her best friend, best friend from college. <laughs> And basketball teammate Megan. Freshman year, the best bus left them because they were both late. Okay, I, I think the story is gonna be super. And she also talked about the coach had to split you guys up because you guys were a hot mess. What is this story about, Ivany? Tell
1: me. Oh my gosh, this story still follows me. Momta, you reached out to my wife for this question. We're gonna talk about this I when the recording take any names. is not live. Um, okay, so super quick background. So, I played basketball at um. the University of Notre Dame, um, which I think you knew. Um, I do have to put out a quick shout that in March or in April of this year, they won the national championship. Woo-hoo! <laughs> I also have to put a plug in that it's the only time since 2001 when we won the national championship that they won it again, and it's on the same day. 17 years to the wow. day. Wow. Um, so my freshman year in college, um, and my, my one of my best friends to this day, uh, Megan Leahy and I.
0: I don't believe I've met her, right?
1: You oh, haven't, she lives bad. on the East Coast. Yeah. Um, so long story short, we're on a road trip, we're mm-hmm. playing at Georgetown, which is in DC. Mm-hmm. And there's a specific time that we all need to be outside to catch the bus to take us from the airport, I'm sorry, to take us from the hotel to the airport. Long story short, we wake up, like two hours late the bus is already gone
0: that doesn't sound like you I I wonder what happened the night before
1: well and this is still a debate to this day but but basically here's the ongoing debate I'm convinced that we set the alarm clock right I feel like Megan turned down the volume on -hmm. the alarm clock the night before which is why we didn't hear it she's convinced that I set the time to wake up for p.m. instead of a.m. No one really knows what happened, other than we missed the bus, and to this day we still blame each other for why that's the case. But long story short, if you've ever been to DC, there's actually two airports that you can fly out of. Yeah. So as freshmen, we're 18, we have no money, and we have no idea which airport to go to. Somehow we convinced some taxi driver to take us to some airport. I have no idea how we actually paid this person. I think we probably just used sad depravity, like we're freshmen, we have no idea what's going on. We ultimately made our flight, but as a result of that, coach invoked a rule that freshmen can no longer room together so 17 years ago when we made this um disaster of a of a decision um there is a rule in place now as as a result of us that freshmen can no longer room together on road trips what
0: does that even mean like you have to get your own room
1: well it just means that if you're a freshman you have to stay no you still have to share a room but you have to stay with a sophomore or a junior Ah. or a senior like two freshmen together is like bad news uh apparently real
0: change yeah exactly many other walks of life
1: that's what (laughs) i'm after trailblazer
0: (laughs) yes awesome so before Um, we move on uh ayamani humbly corrected me that she didn't play in professional mba however played for college uh basketball and went on to win a championship switching gears a little bit let's talk about diversity mm -hmm. um so, Imany, what does diversity mean to you and why is it important?
1: So, what does diversity mean to me and why is it important? T- technically, to me, diversity means each and every person on this planet and what enables us to be unique. Mm-hmm. I think very often people have a look and a feel for what diversity is without fully appreciating the fact that every single person on this planet in and of themselves is diverse. Mm -hmm. So to me, diversity at its core is the uniqueness that every individual brings. And that's uniqueness of Mm -hmm. where you're from, what your experience is in life, what you enjoy, what you don't enjoy, um, and it's, it's every facet of it. So to me, at its core, that's mm-hmm. what diversity is.
0: Um, are there parts of your past life experiences or maybe, you know, one moment in your life, which was sort of an aha moment where, where you started to truly think about diversity?
1: Yeah. So uh, good, good question. So again, if I go back to my kind of root definition of what diversity was, kind of that uniqueness that lives within all of us. Um, I have two very distinct memories of when I started to understand what that meant. Mm -hmm. Um, One was probably when I was around five years old, and I remember, like...
0: Wow,
1: that's early, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, well, I'll tell you the story. Um, So I was about five years old, and I remember playing outside with all, like, the neighborhood kids, right? Like, with all the friends. And there's, you know, like, boys and girls and XYZ, and I distinctly remember being, like... I actually wanna go play with the kids that are like building things and that are like using shovels. I don't necessarily wanna go play with the group of kids that's, um, you know, working with like Barbie dolls and like like knitting things. Love it. And I distinctly remember having that memory and when I had that like decision of this is what I wanna be doing, I looked at who was doing it and I realized like, the guys were doing the things that i want to be doing and the girls were doing the things that i was like oh i'm kind of like okay with um and so that in and of itself in that instant i realized like I, something was different about me hmm. because why is everyone else that like looks like me why are all the other girls doing one thing and all the boys are doing another but i want to do this thing over here like,
0: why was that even a thought why why couldn't you just go play with the boys
1: well it was a thought just simply because and again, like I was saying, diversity comes in many shapes and forms, but the, the things that we probably most easily go to are the ones that are the visible portions. Mm-hmm. And it just stood out to me for no other reason than I was the only girl, right? Like, I was just like, huh, that's-
0: Weird.
1: That's something, you know? Like, I don't, I don't, I, clearly I wasn't old enough to actually understand what was happening, mm-hmm. but I knew that that was just interesting and different. Um, So I would say that's kind of the first angle uh, or the first experience with like diversity and uniqueness. Um, I think the other one and this one is much more tangible um, and is a bit more raw, but I remember I was about 11 years old. And my parents at this time in our lives, they, they owned a hair salon. And I used to go in on the weekends, and I used to like sweep the hair and all that good stuff. And I remember one day this kid comes up to me and he's about seven years old and he looks at me and he goes, why are you black on one side and white on the other? And he's asking that in reference to my hands. And he he asked me this question and I'm just like floored and I'm like, you know, like what? And that was my first experience that like, oh, okay. Like he either has never seen another black person Hmm. but he thought to actually ask, why is one side a different color than the other side? And so at 11 years old, that was my first experience with or my first experience I could remember where I understood that that was odd or different. But my first experience like, okay, well, I'm clearly a different tone than this kid is used to seeing, which is someone who's black.
0: Wow, kids can just be so humbling. What was your response?
1: Because I'm black.
0: Did he, do you feel like he understood what that meant?
1: I don't know because I was pretty young too, so I don't even know like if my response was probably helpful to him. But I was just like, "Look, buddy, I'm black. Like, I don't know what to tell you." So um, I don't know if that response was was helpful for him, but that was my response at the time.
0: Next, we talked about Imane's very interesting African American hair story. Check it out.
1: Um, so, by qu- quick way of background, so my father's from Trinidad, which mm-hmm. is in the West Indies. So I'm part yay Trinny's out there who might be listening. So uh, part Trinidadian, and then my mom was born and raised in the state of Texas, and I was born and raised in California for the most part in Southern California. Um, you know, I, I, I being a being an African American female who's also GLBT, working in um, data and technology for all of my career. Um, has has always put me in situations where i am oftentimes one of few um if one of any at all and i think the intersection of all my elements of diversity have put me in situations where i've had different experiences and you know you never know what these experiences are due to but um you know some combination of those intersections of what makes you diverse You know, I think there there's always interesting points in your career and interesting experiences. Um, You know, I'll take something that is seemingly very um, inconsequential to some, but is actually pretty important. Um, I I remember one day um, going, changing my hairstyle, right? African American hair with women is like this whole other thing, again, that's a separate podcast. But I remember one time going into work and like figuring out like what I was going to do with my hair is always a big deal but I remember one time particularly I had um what I'll call like braids right and it was a fairly different hairstyle from how I historically wear my hair, which is I would straighten it chemically. The natural state of African-American hair is not to be straight. It's mm-hmm. curly. Like we have super curly hair, but mm-hmm. I had been straightening it, straightening it chemically for many, many years. And I decided I was done with that. I was going to let my hair be in its natural state because it's how I it was created. And it's freaking beautiful. Mm-hmm.
0: I so, test that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I
1: appreciate it. It took a while to get here. I I've been wanting it.
0: to go try that on my own,
1: by yeah. the way. Yeah. Like, oh, that
0: looks really interesting. Yeah. Try
1: it. We can talk <laughs> offline. I got you. Um, but I, I remember, like, I made a pretty drastic change where I was not going to straighten my hair and I was going to go natural. And so I made this switch. And this is, like, a you know, for me, a big deal. And I'm in, like, I'm in a, like, damn near three-piece suit, right? Like, I am as formal as formal can get. I'm like, I just, this is when I was in consulting, I just finished presenting to like, you know, a room of partners, right? Like I was at a director level, right? So I'm a pretty, I couldn't get much more in my professional element. But I remember a partner looks at me and he like kind of gives me the up and down and he's like, hmm, I don't know how I feel about that hairstyle. And I'm just like- Those are the exact words. Those are the exact words. And you know, for me, it was jarring for a number of different reasons. I won't go into all of them, right? But the, just that comment in and of itself was made it very clear again that I'm different somehow um, in, a, in whatever way he, he saw that, um, you know, but that was his comment. Like that was his response to me was, I don't know how I feel about that, that hairstyle.
0: And what was your response?
1: I think I looked at him, and I don't know that I actually said anything. It might have been, like, a shrug of, like, okay, not sure what to do with that. Like, get used to it because it's here type deal. But I don't know mm-hmm. that I actually verbally said anything. But I remember the response was just, like, Oh
0: really? W- would you ever really? go back and, like, say something?
1: To that, that partner? Moment?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you saying, like, now or if I could reverse time?
0: Like, yeah. Now, if you were kind of put in in that situation again, oh,
1: to what I just heard you say was learning moments and learning opportunities, and like making sure we take advantage of them. Mm-hmm. And that was probably a learning opportunity for me to help him through. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't take advantage of it. Um, it. You know, I think some of it comes down to, like, where you are. There's a certain Mm -hmm. amount of courage that's associated with it. There's also the element of, like, what's the environment and the dynamic. Mm -hmm. Um, But did I miss an opportunity to help educate him? Probably. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Probably.
0: What do you think we can do to, you know, start driving a change? Uh Yeah.
1: um, What do I think we can do? I mean, my knee-jerk response to that, Mamta, and this is, like, very harsh and, like, um, unlike unsanitized, but I I think kind of like stopped giving a shit, and almost to a degree, almost almost to the degree of reckless abandon, reckless abandon, right? Like not full on reckless abandon, not giving a shit, but kind of close to that border. That's
0: a new perspective I've heard. Tell me more. Well, I think that respond well, but I think but
1: I think like you were saying, like so many times. And I think it's scientifically proven and studied, right? Like women tend to not voice their opin- opinions in certain situations where mm-hmm. their male counterparts do. I think a lot of the reasons why we don't is because we have all these ideas in our head and like, we're thinking about consequences. We're thinking about what it means. We're thinking about people's perceptions. We're thinking about so much stuff. And like, if we just didn't give a shit about all that and like threw all that to the wind and we were just present in that moment and just almost went back to our instinctual ability to act, I think that could be a good start.
0: I think I partly agree with you, but I partly don't. Yeah. Uh, only because, you know, so I, I understand the concept of not, you know, giving a shit. Um, and 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 that's easy to do if you feel like you have a certain goal and you can get there by not giving a shit. True. Um, but Very if, true. If, if you not giving a shit prevents you from, you know, getting to a goal because you know you're not giving a shit will not allow you to get there mm-hmm. then then that's a problem in my opinion Because at agree. the end of the day then it's lose-lose for a certain segment of people and, and that's not fair I agree so the idea is how do we shift this the, the what's considered the norm so that if women don't give a shit and men don't give a shit the yep. outcome is exactly identical then it's not gender dependent or ethnic dependent or you know, whatever other elements of diversity we want to apply to it. It's not dependent on that.
1: My only thoughts are that idea of having a goal and not wanting to put that goal at risk. That's that line of reckless abandon I was referring to. So Hmm. I think that you anchor it against not going past that line to the point Hmm. where it will be detrimental to your goals. That's why you don't cross the line of reckless abandon. Yeah. The other thing you mentioned the point of like equal getting it to like parity. I've got a whole separate thought path on equal. I actually think equal is a bit of an unrealistic goal. Um, but I just also realized I didn't answer one of your other questions, yeah. which was what advice would I have for other folks as they face um, experiences mm-hmm. that make them feel um, less than ideal mm-hmm. as it relates to their intersections of diversity? Um, I would say, don't ever like to keep your eye on the prize right like you are if you're lucky the things you're doing on a daily basis are are working towards some goal Mm
0: -hmm. right
1: and i would say don't let anything deter you from your path from that even though it can be awkward even though it can be disheartening like kind of keep your eyes on the prize like very basic very simple stuff Mm -hmm. like that would be my advice um as you, as you work through these experiences. Keep your eyes on the prize. Don't be deterred. There are other people out there. Seek your network who can um, empathize with you but also um, encourage you um, to get through that. That would be my advice.
0: I wanted to... Um you know spend a little bit of time talking about your experience in finding uh, you know your life partner and and um, you know obviously we all know that that's not considered the norm at least not today i'm hoping that in the near future it, it probably is considered the norm uh, but i want to hear about your experience specifically as you also talked about you know you being an african american with a very different ethnic background than you know the others uh, mm-hmm. surrounding us uh, and then, of course, to top that, you know, you being part of LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was that specific journey like? You know, so there's obviously one complexity of a different eth- ethnic background, but a choice of a completely different uh, life partner. What was that experience like? Did you ever feel like you wouldn't go down that route because it was not considered normal? Um,
1: yeah, yes, yeah, I see what you're saying. I, I, I mean, I think for to be clear, the choice in this whole exercise was whether or not i was going to be true to myself oh,
0: that's that was very just and i know that's what you I meant love, but just to that, clarify
1: yeah. um um i you you're born you are who you are i don't the choice is whether or not you stay true to that um look Momta, it was long and hard it, I mean, like, I'm not going to, like, sugarcoat it. Like, it was a very long and hard road to get to the point of I'm going to be true to who I am, which is I'm a woman who loves women. Um, it it was long and hard. Um, I honestly, I, I remember. So I've, I've known since I was five that I liked the same sex. Um, you know, and when you're five. You were
0: quite mature when you were five. I, I don't
1: yeah. <laughs> I don't know if matures are. I don't know. Like there were these things. I don't things. even remember
0: what I was like when I was five. Oh my gosh! you had Your first diversity experience. <laughs> you knew five. It's well, just amazing. different. I don't know.
1: Um, that's
0: super cool.
1: No, I. But I. But I. I. I just. I. Since kindergarten, I can go through and have like my crush in every year. Um. And I knew that it wasn't normal, and I knew it wasn't, quote unquote, how it was supposed to be. And I should probably say, quote unquote, it wasn't, you know, normal, like, because that's all debatable. And it was long and hard. I remember there were times where I wished it wasn't the case. I wished I didn't feel that way. I remember there were times where I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to be alone forever, and, like, that's cool, and, like, it's good because I'm not going to deal with this, and I'm just going to kind of put it aside and focus on other things. you know, but at the at the same time, I realized that my whole struggle, and specifically with my sexuality, was actually important into important to achieving a lot of the stuff I was able to do at a relatively early age. And what I mean by that is, I think about life, and I've told you this before. In kind of, I always thought about life in three components: um, academics, athletics, and then like a social life. Right, mm-hmm. and this is me at like you know. 15 years old saying these three Mm -hmm. segments but i think you can only do like two out of the three well and so i always focused on academics and athletics and i actually didn't have much of a social life like i had friends but like dating and like prom and like like i never did any of that because i
0: feel like you do all three really well now
1: oh stop
0: that's the other thing I really wanted to talk about with like work-life balance and how you manage that but I, I think we'll keep that for a different time
1: uh, thank you for that again very gracious go on, comment go back to your story um, so
0: you did athletics and you know but academics. I did
1: I did and I didn't spend time like because I liked girls and I wasn't out and I wasn't going to date a guy because that was just something I was not interested in so like I never had that being a demand on my time so I was able to can you know, use other things to consume my time and with focus on athletics and academics, that's what led to an athletic scholarship ultimately. So like, it's kind of odd how the things that made it very difficult growing up, in some ways manifested into some of the best benefits um, mm. and things that helped me really evangelize what, what um, was important for me at that point in my life. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. I don't know if I answered yeah. your question. It was a yeah. difficult journey, though, Momta. Yeah. I didn't, you know, yeah. I didn't figure it out to my late, till my uh, early twenties. I actually didn't come out till I was twenty-two.
0: That's actually still not very late. I actually spoke with someone recently, and she mentioned that not only well, not only did she come out really late, like in her thirties, but to cover for who she was, she actually got married to Ooh. a guy a really i mean no fault of the guy but because she was not ready to accept who she was it was yeah. not even as much about you know anyone else telling her otherwise she was not yeah. able to accept it in her own self oh, man, um, she tough. got married she had a few years of like you know really bad marriage she broke that off um still still didn't really accept it yeah you know within herself Yep. uh it was not even as much about oh how do i tell my parents i've told my fr- my i've told my mom or i've told my friends but i i don't know how to tell my parents yeah it was about she couldn't agree yep. about herself
1: oh man um, that's so tough mm.
0: but you know i I'm, I'm so glad that she finally did it um
1: that's awesome and,
0: and with that i'm a little curious if there's anything you would share as an advice for others who might be struggling since you mentioned your own journey was long and hard what would you advise them to really think about as as they are you know thinking about this because you know hmm. i'm very sure there are still so many people out there um yeah. who, who are still probably struggling
1: and accepting I, I agree. this
0: and probably covering a lot of that
1: yeah, it's so scary to do. It's so scary to face because it's it's the small stuff. Like, the stuff that I used to worry about, you know, like, the best way to put it into words is, like, you don't want people to, like, look at you differently or to, like, to know that that's that person or, like, that thing that they're into or that they do. Like, you just don't want to be that taboo. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to have that taboo associated with you. Um... It's also different depending on where you are in the world, right? Like, what country you're in. Even in the U.S., depending on what coast you're on yeah. or, like, what state you're in or even in a state, what county you're in. So, like, it varies. And I think it's the most difficult for people who are not in areas like we are in, yeah. in the Bay Area.
0: We're definitely fortunate.
1: Um, I mean, I don't, to me, I don't feel qualified to give anyone advice because everyone's <laughs> situation is so different. Um, all I'd go back to is just the try and stay true to yourself. Yeah. It's so hard and it's so and difficult. So hard. But you can have... You can have the life you've always dreamed if you mm-hmm. stay true to yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And
1: I, I, I'm sorry. Like, that's not very good advice. It's super, I, like... I think it is. Sticker. <laughs> like, put it on a magnet. But that's all I've got.
0: I, and I think it is. And, um, and I love that because, to be very honest, I mean, I, I personally, even for my own self, I feel... I'm so fortunate mm-hmm. that I've gotten so many opportunities mm-hmm. uh, you know, I've come from an Indian background where you know some of, some of my other family members didn't feel uh, committed to the concept of diversity my parents did and, and therefore I was lucky enough to get this opportunity but even to the date there are so many aspects of myself where I would struggle with you know really knowing who I am mm-hmm. and being true to that you know. I ask this question to myself pretty much every other day, and be like, "Okay, this happened. Mm-hmm. Was I really true to myself? And I did I do what I really would have wanted to do if
1: mm-hmm.
0: if I didn't have this, you know, this weird thing around me of like social acceptance, yep. and pressure, and things like that? So I actually believe that that's that's a wonderful reply. So I mean, I feel like I can go on and on and on, but we are way above time. Um, but I, I truly What's want to thank you
1: me